0: Right, we are on episode... 23. 23. <laughs> so what happened today?
1: Uh, today we interviewed our first podcast our guest.
0: First ever podcast guest. And it was alright, wasn't it? We did yep. it by Zoom. Yeah. So who was this person?
1: So uh, this was Liz Ellery or uh, Elizabeth Ellery, um, ElizabethEllery.com. Uh, you can find her on Instagram Elizabeth underscore Ellery, and all the links and everything will be on smilingentrepreneurs.com, uh, where the show notes are. Um, and Liz is a branding expert, personal branding expert. Mm. Um, I met Liz when um, I went to a book reading um, from an author called Jensen Chero, who released a book called How to Be a Badass. And um, so English? Badass. Is it an American? Is yes, it an American? She is, she is American. Yeah. yeah badass. Um, badass and um, um, and How to Be a Badass at Making Money. So two separate books. And it was the second book that um, I'd gone to this this reading um, where there was um, approximately 20 or 25 people in the room. So it was quite an intimate um, intimate reading. And it, it was a brilliant event. And I met quite a few people uh, like Liz. And I've, this was a few years ago. So I've just kind of watched Liz's journey from a distance and uh, kind of seen how she's grown and how business has grown and flourished. Um, and so, yeah, it was just really interesting to kind of interview and find out a bit more about that, find out obviously about how to brand your business, how to think about branding and your and your own personal brand, which is yeah. what we we're talking about. Yeah, well, yesterday.
0: she had some, yeah, on on this interview that we're about to hear, is she, or what, she had some great um, insights into what it is to create your own personal identity, your yeah. own personal brand, and how that relates to your business. Well, and we were
1: talking yesterday about that, weren't we, and how... You know, it needs to be genuine and authentic, otherwise, yeah. it just feels fake. Yeah, and, and she kind of very much echoed a lot of, of what we'd said um, yesterday, but with obviously a lot more expertise than we yeah, have yeah, in, yeah. in the branding. Yeah, field. And, well, <laughs> she
0: also has a big background in the fashion industry. Yeah, and uh, hey, well, you'll hopefully hear more and everything now on the uh, on you the will. Interview.
1: just uh, just one. Bit. I just want to touch on one of which was um my favourite bit, which actually wasn't about the branding, but was that like one word for the year? Oh, yeah. I yeah. think that's a really cool concept is to, to have a word in mind that you kind of live your whole year, year by. Yes. Um, but I won't spoil it. You can see in, in the podcast what her word was, but I thought that was a great idea. Yeah, it was.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, enjoy. So, right. Do you want to introduce yeah, Lizzie? Yeah,
1: so... Um, Liz and I first met each other um when we both went to a book reading didn't we um yeah. which was by the amazing uh Jen Sincero who's written two uh two fantastic books that I uh really enjoyed um and it was organized by a friend of hers um <clears throat> who became your mentor I understand after yeah after yeah. The, the book launch so tell tell us about that to start with so if if I kind of rewind a bit, you were when I met you, you had been working in the fashion industry or you still were at the time, I think. Yeah. Um, and you also had like a side business doing mobile phone covers with like um inspirational yeah. messages, yeah. So talk yeah. us through that. How did how did that come about to start with the, the phone business on the side? So
2: well I worked in the fashion industry for about ten years when I left it. But about eight, seven years into it, I wasn't you know, I knew there was something else I wanted to do. Had no idea what it was. Then I read this book, mm-hmm. um, which I think is... i know so many people whose lives it, it's changed.
0: Yeah. See, I haven't um, heard about this. I haven't heard the book.
1: Yes. Yeah. The the, um, the one I've got it up to. So do you know what? You are a badass. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Okay. And, yeah. The, and the second one is you are a badass at making money or with money or yeah. yeah, making money.
2: I think right. At I making think. money. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so so it's like um, I think it's a bit it's like. A self-help book. Right. Like I would never have read one um, normally, but um, at one of the fashion sample sales that we had, there was this woman and she worked in finance and all my friends were like, you know, worked in PR or creative industries. So she was quite a different sort of friend that I'd made. And she said to me, you should read this book. And you seem like a really positive person, but you seem a little bit low at the moment. Read this book. I'm like, I don't read self-help books. And she's like all the top CEOs read it, you know, to personal... You know, develop themselves. Right. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll read it." And then I remember reading it and thinking, "I can do anything I want to do. I don't really? have to be like doing this same job that I've been doing. You know, that yeah. I'd done since university and got my 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 degree in." And um so you've never looked at thinking.
0: any kind of self-help books or anything like that before. No, you've always avoided it. So the one that no, you did completely read. transformed your life.
2: Yeah, completely. And it was. It's because the way that it's written, she was trying to solve a problem. So she'd read so many of these books Mm -hmm. and she was saying that, you know, half the time she was falling asleep, they weren't funny. So she wanted, she was a really, she was a writer at the time and she really wanted to make a funny self-help book, but that like packed punch. Um, So I think it was really good for people that have never read that sort of book, Mm -hmm. where it's a bit of um, like a slow sort of, opener to this sort of world and, yeah. and it's funny yeah. um and it's like she sort of battled between going through personal development and her rocking sort of she was a bit of a rocker yeah so merging the two worlds and that's what she did with this book so um I started looking for inspirational quotes for my phone case and stuff because I was getting uh I was really into all that sort of stuff by this point and um, I couldn't find any that I liked so I was like I'm going to make my own Oh. So that's what I did. And I got the made in China, taught myself calligraphy and did all of that. And then what I really enjoyed was actually building the brand around it right. and not selling products. Right. So I really enjoyed making the website look really nice. Um, the photography really good. The the styling of the product mm-hmm. and all of that sort of thing. And um, when I'd been doing fashion design, it was just at the start of the online um, shopping world all sort of exploding because mm-hmm. I've been there for 10 years and this is like 15 years ago so it was all just beginning so I found myself when we, we appeared on a BBC TV show and our, our website crashed and I overnight found myself becoming a website designer wow. and then um, and then I ended up doing a bit of photography at the company and mm-hmm. doing the email marketing so I was kind of doing a bit of everything in this mm-hmm. job and um, so when I started this business selling phone cases on my on the side hustle you know i got like a full page spread in cosmopolitan magazine i was appearing in like the sunday times magazine at the weekend and like getting really good press wow but my heart wasn't in selling products right so that's when um the book tour that we, we met um i'd been following jen and she was coming to the uk and at this point i'd started looking for a coach and that's something that um Jen talks about a lot in her books you know to you know if you want to get further along in your business Mm -hmm. she suggests getting help because you know for years she never had any help and look where that got her so I was Mm -hmm. like okay I want to get a coach Mm -hmm. so um and I ended up getting coached by her you know, her friend that was hosting this uh, this book launch that we went to. But um, in the interim, I was Googling, you know, not, not at the time I was living in Notting Hill, so I was Googling Notting Hill Life Coach. And um, I didn't connect with any of the coaches. Mm-hmm. So because I wasn't connecting with these women, for me, it's like you've got seven seconds to make a first impression when somebody lands on your website. And yeah. I think the copy is what makes you stay. Mm-hmm. And it's what you know converts you because you read what they've got to say. You know so they're talking to you directly; is their ideal audience. Mm-hmm. But it's the imagery and the visuals that like get you to stay. Yeah. I think you know, like, well, they they attract you straight away, and yeah, you think, yeah. oh, I like this person because it is all about like and know and trust. Yeah. And when you when you're coming there cold, so I was like, I can help these women. I can, like, take really beautiful photographs of them so they can connect, I can help with their content, I can design their websites, mm-hmm. I can sort of do all of this, yeah. so that's when I was like, that's what I'm going to do, right. and it was actually, when we were at that talk, um, I connected with a few, few people there, and you were one of them, mm-hmm. and another one was somebody called Becky, and she had an Instagram. And um, I remember following her and she was called a personal branding photographer. So the only photographers that I knew were fashion photographers. Um, So this was quite new to me. And I was like, personal branding photography. And I was like, that's kind of what I do for my friends and for the business owner that I worked for, the CEO. I would take photographs of her in a bit more of a lifestyle style shots Mm -hmm. than Mm fashioning. And I was like oh that's actually got a name oh great that's what I'm gonna do so it all happened quite organically and that's like where I've started my business today and I've been doing it for three years now so
0: what's fascinating is um how you because I think what you've been able to establish is what a lot of people spend a lot of years and they never work it out and that's what they love doing the Mm. fact that you had that that moment of You had a business, it was successful, you had you were getting national press, yet you sat back and you could you had this realization that it's not that bit isn't the bit I love. I love this bit of what I'm doing. And we were talking about this on an episode previously about you don't necessarily have like you should always work on the aspects of the business that you love working on and then get if you can, build systems and strategies the other for people to do the other bits so you can stay passionate and creative in the bit that you love it sounds like you did that
2: yeah and i i think that you know at some point i have been training up some designers to do some of the design aspect um but what like my zone of genius i I would say is like i'm very intuitive so Mm um i'm very i'm able to pinpoint what the branding should be for that person and just from a conversation with them mm-hmm. and um, I then go away and design maybe the home page and then I will get a designer to do that so it's like bringing people in mm-hmm. so I stick to what I'm good at and also yeah. dealing with the clients yeah. um, but also just to you know really keep it real as well yeah. is that when I was doing that with a product-based business, you know. I could see as well how much of a struggle that was. You know, you've got to, you've got to buy in a lot of product, yeah. and you've got to be really passionate about it to then sell it. Yeah. You know, and hope that it sells. Um, and particularly with phone case businesses, there's a new phone case every, you know, six months. And yeah. when you've bought product, and then it's like, yeah. oh, no more iPhone seven. It's now the iPhone eight, and yeah. it's a different size. So, but but another thing was. I was like okay I kind of want to leave my job and I'm gonna to have to sell a hell of a lot of phone cases yeah. to be able to leave my job so I think you know if there are any listeners here that are like okay what should I do I think if you are thinking I want to try and make some money quickly I think you know Or like, or thinking about your passion. So if you're like, I really want to build this phone case business and make it an empire. So there's a company called Skinny Dip and they got Mm -hmm. investment and they now like sell phone cases. That's where they started. And now they have like lots of different other products Mm -hmm. and they saw it very much as like this huge business that they could grow and they did and they were really passionate about it. Mm -hmm. Whereas... I, I, I was passionate about it, but I also wanted to leave my job and make a bit more money. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and then I found something else that totally ticked all of my boxes and I yeah. was able to do. Mm-hmm. So I think that sometimes I've worked with some designers as well that are doing something similar to me, and they may say, well, this is where I came from, mm-hmm. so I'm going to kind of teach this. And I'm like, okay, do your audience members have that
1: mm-hmm. money?
2: you know to pay you and they're like no they're a bit like they're all like oh we don't have any budget for you and I'm like well Mm -hmm. why don't you do what you love Mm -hmm. you know the branding side of things maybe change your demographic a little bit Mm -hmm. to people that do um want to pay because say for instance with me I work with coaches and they really understand the value of branding so they will you know they'll they'll invest in their branding whereas if I was to maybe do my branding for people like me that were doing startup product based businesses Mm -hmm. they may not have as much budget to work with somebody like me um which is fine if that's who I'm really passionate about helping and I know I can do it you know I can help 30 people very quickly Mm -hmm. but what I do is very um niche and it's very you know time consuming so I that wouldn't that business model will not work for me. Yeah. It's funny, I feel like I've come on here to talk about branding and I'm actually talking about my business. it's <laughs> good. I, had I had to do that. do that. Yeah, but that's great
0: because I think what you're... You've just hit on a really important point because we were, funny enough, before before jumping on this today, we were in a conversation about pricing strategies and um, our view has is, is always been it it's hard work to make two thousand pound sale as it is a twenty pound sale mm. a lot of the time, you know, or exactly. like a two hundred pound sale. There's not the same amount of energy and effort goes into that. It's the, yeah. the trick is is understanding who your end client is, your avatar if you like, the, the perfect customer is. And then and that's where branding comes in, right? It's mm. everything has to speak to that to the per your ideal customer, right? Yeah.
2: Mm. yeah. Well, I had um I had a conversation yesterday actually with one of my old clients who's become friend. And she was saying that, um, and, she, and her website's like one of my favourite websites I've I've ever done. And I think I, I say that always nearer, you know, it's the, one of the latest ones I've done. And I think that's because I'm growing as a designer mm. also. But she said, you know, her website, so many of her friends look at it and like, that's just so like, it's like your soul yes. on, a, on a website and, um, and her website's actually called the souls pilot. She's a, she's a private jet pilot oh, wow. who's also um, for years been mentoring people and coaching them for free. And just like, I kind of want to do this for a living as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I've done that. And one of her friends looked at it or actually, I don't even know if it was a friend It's somebody just reached out to her and said that they then looked at the bottom the site credit to me and then they looked at my website and just said how much, you know, my website, my branding was just speaking directly to her. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you are doing your branding, a lot of the time when you're a service-based business, particularly, and even sometimes a product-based business you've created your business because you saw a gap in the market yeah. that fulfills a need that you needed. Yeah. And I think a lot of us do that. So for me, um, I could do all of these things but I needed to hire a coach yeah. and I didn't connect with them so that's why I was like I'm going to help these people and a lot of the time for instance you know Jensen Chero, mm-hmm. if we take her as an example she really struggled with money mm-hmm. um and then she wrote a book about once she taught out how to yeah. sort out her money she wrote a book about it and that's what I think a lot of us do mm-hmm. and um yeah that's what I wanted to do with mine and I think with these women that I'm helping um if I can speak to them directly through my branding then that's what I'm trying to do for other clients but it's also what I'm doing to attract my clients so it's really important yeah it's also um
0: sorry I I find yeah I find it fascinating (laughs) because I because it resonates with so many aspects of what it is to be in business right there because what you what you're kind of referencing is the authenticity of what yeah. these people are doing, right? This the, it's, it is uniquely them and then it's kind of bringing that out. And this, yeah. this idea, I think there's too many people that start out in business, whether it's because they see a, a widget that they can sell. So they go hell for leather on that. And then they see something that might, they, they see, they define as successful and then they copy and the problem is, you see, we, we talked about this on yesterday's episode, mm-hmm. you get caught out down the road. Yeah. If you're trying to copy somebody else's identity and their version of authenticity, and you're not being authentic, mm-hmm. then it soon falls apart. It might not be today, but it will be in, in the future. And you're effectively waiting for that other person or business to take the next step so that you can take the next step.
1: Mm-hmm. So-
2: yeah. Yeah. Um- Like usually, I think there was something that Oprah once said, who I love, obviously, and she was saying that her team would always be like, you know, look at all these talk show hosts that are coming up, we've got to be like, you know, they're doing this, they're doing that. And she'd always say, just stay in your lane. We just do produce the best that that we can ever do. We don't look at anybody else. And I think one of the biggest mistakes I made in my business was when I first started, you know, I didn't look at anybody else because I didn't know about anybody else. So, my branding, you know, a lot of the time your branding really stems from also what you wear for your photo shoot, if you're a service based business anyway. You know, if you're, you know, at the time my summer, I shot in the summer, so my wardrobe was all like bright pinks and oranges at that time. So, that came across quite a lot in my branding. So, That that's sort of where it was. And then I wanted to sort of change up a little bit. And at that point, I knew of other website designers doing what I was doing. I knew of photographers and coaches. And then I was like, well, I want to look a bit more sophisticated and grown up, you know, Mm -hmm. and I want to do this. So I was like, how can I do it in my way? Mm -hmm. So I was looking at other people. And then it just felt like my website was like, you know, those, the the ball came where you mishmash people or in like in in the UK, crime UK, and they mishmash like the bodies, like weird eyes and then different nose and mouth. And and it felt like my website was like that. And it wasn't congruent to who I was Um, and it just didn't gel. And Mm -hmm. I couldn't authentically sell myself or tell people to go to my website because I didn't really love it. And yeah. I think that, um, you know, a lot of the time, you know, people, everybody would look at my website and they would be like, oh, it looks great. And I'm just like, I didn't love it. So yeah. what, that would be my biggest mistake. So I would say to anybody that is doing their branding, sure, look for inspiration from others or, you know, feel a little bit of inspiration, but just like look and then just don't, because mm-hmm. I do that with my clients. I get them. To maybe say what websites do you like? And it doesn't have to be a coach, you know. One of my favorite points of reference is um is a website called Flower Box, um, and it's box without an O. Mm -hmm. And they change they revelation revolutionized the flower industry because they were saying like the Florists online just never got it's all quite old and outdated and Mm -hmm. they've not done it in a new, fresh way. So they're like the Netter Porter the Harrods of mm. um, florists online and their website's so clean and beautiful and designer mm-hmm. and so it's like looking at websites that feel aligned with you or that you go shopping on maybe that you're shopping on Fortnum and Masons and you really like mm-hmm. their branding or something like that so just get some inspiration and take you know like a not an essence but mm-hmm. you know little bits of inspiration but then don't look at it too much when you're designing um yeah so that's so that's what I would say about um like trying not to look too much other people's but sure get get some ideas
1: that's definitely important because I've, I've ended up down that rabbit hole before and you're like oh that one's better yeah. than mine and then you start to feel insecure about your stuff as well because it's yeah like, there's a yeah. better and that one does this and yeah it's, it's a very yeah, very there's a better
2: there's a better and they've got more money so they can do it yeah it's so not true you can um you know that's what i'm teaching at the moment i've just given a workshop on um how to create a brand vision board Mm -hmm. and that for me is like huge you know i could talk about this for a long time Um,
1: (laughs) well i was actually about to ask about that because i know you do vision boards. so for a a beginner out there how because we we talked about this yesterday that um If if you're starting a business um, or or you're wanting to be an entrepreneur or a freelancer, um, although branding is important, I tend to think that it's something that you need to come back to after just being out there a little bit. Because I, I find that lots of people waste a lot of time on creating the perfect brand when they don't really know what that is yet because they haven't actually even gone into business. So would you agree that it's something that maybe you should come back to you when, when you know a little bit and then you can build maybe this this vision board?
2: Well, it's funny because I work with a lot of women that are, and a lot of my clients predominantly are women, um, that have been very high achieving um, in their field. So um, whether that's in banking or pilots or, you know, teachers, you know, it doesn't have to be all like, industries that you think that maybe have um you know where they are like super financially successful where it is like you know in banking or something like that it might be people that have got like a you know mid-range salary Mm -hmm. so for those people they they want to they want to start at like a high level Mm -hmm. and I think for them they want to start at that level because it enables them to um like hit the ground running mm-hmm. because i think sometimes and i was very much the same as well i spent a lot of time on my branding and yes i can do it it's not so much it's more of a time investment for me than monetary but i wanted it to look good straight out the bat because i wanted to be charging a high amount straight out the bat because i knew that you know I had the goods, you know, I'd been working for 10 years in this in the fashion industry, and I was trying to sidestep. So I think a lot of people, when they're just beginning, they think, well, I just need to, you know, I'll start my my um, pricing quite low, you know, just while I get a few clients, whereas I was like, I'm going to start my pricing where I want to be in yeah. like a year sort of thing. That's so, so that's smart. what I did with mine.
0: My... It's so smart because we... We did that with the photo booth hire business. Yeah. We were talking about that um, a few days ago on the, on the fact that we started low because there were, we were the first kind of photo booth hire company in the UK. There wasn't um, a predetermined idea as what the, an appropriate price was. So we started low and then over a period of about two years, we incrementally increased it. But my god, that was hard, mm. and it's also because yeah. we didn't understand who our ideal customer was either. It sounds like you had a very firm idea where your yeah. ideal customer was. Yeah, and, going and to start. because I had a coach, I was going right.
2: to say, did that well? come through? Like because yeah. I remember the conversation when I said, "Oh no, I've I'll, I'll charged this," and she's like, "Double it," and I was like, <laughs> "No," So we're talking about a couple of fun a couple of thousand. Yeah, it.
1: Yeah. was really. like
2: double that. So, and then. I got three clients at that higher wow. rate. Wow.
0: Because
2: it's intimidating, um, right? Months.
0: The fear of rejection is scary. Yeah. Huh?
2: So I knew that I wanted that. So my branding had to look good. And a lot of the clients that I work with, they, if they want to be charging a high price, they kind of want their branding to be nailed yeah. straight away. And 100% your branding will change in a year. And yes, if you've invested at that price, you're like, should I bother? Should I get more clients? And it's, I think it's how you work. Mm -hmm. You know, I know that the clients that I am working with, for them to not have imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. and to be charging that price, they want their branding to look a certain way when they begin. Mm -hmm. If you're somebody that is like, I don't even care about that. I'm just going to get out there. I'll just get something up. Great. Mm -hmm. Do that too. Because like, it doesn't there's no right or wrong way yeah. um and I do I start with you know I work with a lot of women as well that are further along in that business and they're like okay now's the time for me to rebrand yeah. and up level um because when I started I didn't really do that and I've built my business now
1: mm-hmm.
2: and now I'm ready to invest in it so there are t- two different people that I'm working with and I think Either way, I always get my clients to do a brand vision board. So if you are beginning or you're at an up level, you should do a brand vision board. And it's currently, I run this workshop because I'm doing it myself at the moment. So 2020 has been one of the most bonkers years ever recorded probably. And we're all living through it. And I'm not the same person that I was at the beginning of the year than I am now. Mm -hmm. And I've done a lot of um, inner work this year. So, you know, lots of people have been struggling with mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I've moved three times this year. Mm -hmm. um, I think my business model is sort of pretty much the same, but the women that I want to be working with, you know, I've worked with a lot of women that are just beginning in their business. Mm -hmm. And I now want to be working with women, so have got like six figure businesses mm-hmm. because where I was at the beginning was I was a newbie mm-hmm. and now I'm further along in my journey. I want to be working with women that are further along in theirs too. Mm-hmm. So that's changing. And because that's changing, I want my branding to reflect that too. And mm-hmm. I think that my branding is, I see it. I see the photos of me as like this young girl mm-hmm. and I feel like a grown up woman. I'm in my mid thirties. I've been a woman for a long time, but you know, I see this total difference. I've also lost two stone during lockdown, which is great. I've got a lot fitter. And um, I just think I need to do my branding. And who is this branding? So I've been doing a brand vision board. Mm -hmm. And it's not easy when Mm -hmm. I get my clients to do it. It's, um, you know, I've done them in the past, but it feels so different this time around. So I'm like pinning, like, like concepts that I want you know Mm. like in the past you know I don't think a lot of people think about concepts Mm. when they think about their branding it's more like I like these outfits I like this but I really want to be like okay I want to have like it to be some of the shots to be black and white I want like drawing on my on the background I want to do a lot of work in post-production and you know, and, and see it like as like a vision for a brand, which I'm really excited about, and that's what I want to help others do. And, um, you know, yeah, so I'm pinning, like, what outfits I want to get. So I've been buying new clothes for my shoot and also for, like, my my wardrobe. I've been um, seeing what colours I want to do, um, and that needs to be the, the clothes that I'm buying as well. Um, but it's all quite neutral, so the pops of colour which reflect my personality because I do like bright stuff will be in the buttons or maybe in the writing or something or like the coloured banners. Then I'm like, where will my photo shoot be? So I'm like pinning in my vision board, like location shots. Um, then I'm thinking about, okay, f- so if I want to move my services page, I'm going to be talking about laptops, you know, and computers and mm-hmm. photography. So I want to have a shot of me with a camera. I want to have a shot of me with um, a computer. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm going to run some Facebook ads, I want to have some space on the left of me. So I'm going to pin some images so I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to have, you know, what website design inspiration maybe that I'm inspired by. Um, what patterns or shapes I might have in my branding this time around. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, I always draw whenever I'm um, doodling and i'm on a on on a meeting or something you know i've got a pen and paper i I always draw little flowers or like as you can see here flowers in the background that i draw or like little hearts and stuff like that so and and also you know in the past i've really shied away from my fashion background but it's a really important part and i think a lot of people when they work with me like i didn't know you worked in fashion Mm -hmm. and it's something that lends expertise and authority to what i do So I want my photos to look a bit more fashion-y. So I would say for anybody that is going through a rebrand or you're doing a branding, is to, yes, look to where you want to be, but, like, the stuff that's from your past that's really important, you know, that makes you the authority in your field, bring that into your branding a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, So, for instance, with you guys with the photo booths or something, you know you might want to have like a photo of you guys with like like holding I don't have any cards here like a card deck of like three Polaroids or something of you guys Mm -hmm. throughout the years when you first started the business or whatever and holding them in front of your face or something like that and that would go on your about page and it would just be you know and, and you might want to have like 10 of those sort of shots so that throughout your instagram mm-hmm. you can then like have those images in there, and that lends your authority so yeah. like we were the first people mm-hmm. doing this because mm-hmm. that is something that's huge about what you do mm-hmm. now yeah so um well it's interesting yeah.
0: hearing because you're very much about vision boards that's something yeah. you've done for years and it's interesting hearing you describe the process of a vision board and how you incorporate that because I've always considered myself not a creative person, so you're always a creative one out the two of us. But well, it you, sounds like creative is a process rather than just yeah. something.
1: You you are, but you you've always kind of you see something you like, but you don't know why you like it. I have like no it, idea you? why I like you, you it. Just yeah. like, you're quite decisive. Where I like that over that, but yeah. you just don't know what that process. Yeah, is. Yeah,
0: like, you'll often say, "Oh, what do you think of?" And yeah. yeah, and it'll be like, "No." Yeah. But yeah. I could never say why. I could So yeah, yeah design is something that. I always feel is a very, it, it's, it's like creating, so when you are a musician, mm-hmm. and when someone creates a piece of music, yeah. that blows my mind, that <laughs> someone can create something that's completely new and not heard of before, yes. and it's the same with design and, and branding and all this kind of stuff, it's like, for me as someone who I always feel I'm very analytical, and I'm sure there's probably listeners and watchers out there that are probably my kind yeah. of type who are probably more analytical the idea of there being this vision board and a process that you take and it doesn't necessarily have to be a reason it just has to be almost like a feeling right you're documenting mm. the feeling or that a particular image or a color or something gives you is mm. that right Would that be yeah
2: and also like something that resonates with you like if you were doing it you'd right. be like i like that one i like mm. that so you'd be very decisive you might not know why yeah mm. but um but when you're doing it, just be like, "Do I like that?" Because it's me. Yeah. So that's where that's where you've got to be like careful about it. So, for instance, I in this workshop that I've just given, um, I talk about a client that's from the fashion. She's got a fashiony background, and she was like a TV executive, um, but she's you know really into her fashion. So she'll wear like Balmain or. Stella McCartney and all that, mm-hmm. Celine and all this sort of thing. So really high end designers, and um, she showed me um, this lady's website, and it's Karen Rotfeld. So she was like the editor of Fashion Editor, I think, or maybe even the whole editor. I can't remember of um, French folk. and um, her her like style aesthetic was very like very French, very black and white, and very chic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started her Pinterest board I was doing a bit on it myself and I went for like these really like black and like beautiful dark coloured branding and then when I looked at her Instagram she's just recently moved to the Cotswolds too and she she's very eclectic in her clothing and her patterns she's out in nature a lot and there's like wood and greens and reds and blues and it's all like that and then if she starts posting like this Branding that she's drawn to, like these black and whites and this sexiness, it just would look really odd. And I think that it would stop her posting on Instagram because she'd be trying to like fit into this brand, which isn't necessarily her. Um, It it could be like on one evening, um, a a couple of evenings a month, you know, she looks like this sort of branded, but it's not her. So I was... I sort of went down and it was really fun to talk to somebody about fashion designers that knows because like a lot of my clients maybe don't know like the fashion shows as such because she's like really into the fashion shows and things like the catwalk stuff so you've got like Tom Ford and Celine and Chanel that's for kind of Monochrome, I'm thinking sexy, and then you've got like Mew Mew and Dries Van Noten, which is a bit more eclectic in their patterns and their colors. So we still went high end designer, but in a different way that was more suited to her. So I think if there's somebody like you listening and there's a bit more analytical, then go for things that you like yes but just think is it me Mm -hmm. or like would I wear that because I think I really do take it back to fashion quite a lot when I think about the branding it's like if you like I might have clients that like send me photographs of like feet you know they're a bit little bit spiritual and they've got feet pictures of them in a field or they've got pictures of women in fields with like floaty caftans right. and really they are structured dresses all the time mm-hmm. And it's like you might want to look yeah. like that but that's not you is it yeah, yeah. and they're like <sighs> <laughs> so be aware that if you are doing it that it it does feel like you yeah. that if you it's like a 2.0 f- version of you mm-hmm. so for instance and like at the moment when I'm picking my clothes for my photo shoot which will be predominant like hugely on my website you know like i was saying i'm 35 now and um my friends because i've got a really good group of girlfriends in london and they were all like liz you need to get a blazer all of them was i'm like i do not feel grown up enough to wear a blazer <laughs> <laughs> i'm like and i've got this blazer on now with like my jeans and a really nice t-shirt and i feel so cool <laughs> and i do feel like more me like this more grown-up version of me that's happened this year so if there are you know if you are doing a photo shoot and you're like I want to feel like this more up leveled person then like go for it I think Kat when when Kat did her photo shoot and Kat's the woman that I got became my mentor that was friends with Jen Sincero she hired a stylist and they went to town and she like bought two really powerhouse Alexander McQueen suits (laughs) and she looked like an absolute boss in them you know (laughs) so whenever she doesn't wear those every day of course Mm -hmm. but when she has speaking engagements on stage she you know she wears those suits Mm -hmm. so that's like a really good way of wear of thinking about it when you are
1: it's about yeah being people refer to
2: the face shoots but yeah I think it's but...
1: about being comfortable in your own skin isn't it because we mm. were talking about that yesterday that mm. branding isn't just about colors or logos or fonts or whatever it is it's about it's a, a feeling and it, yeah it's a um, authenticity um yeah. and as you say if you're if you're wearing something that isn't new or if you're got a website that's all colours that aren't you or, or even in your copywriting you know you're using language that isn't you yeah. It, it, yeah. something will jar and that and comes across to, yeah. the, to the viewer
0: well, and also with um, especially in today's world you have to create you have to repeat in business anyway you have to repeatedly do stuff for a long period of time Like mm-hmm. the, there's no this idea of oh I put this post out or I, or I created this web page or whatever it is oh job done now I'll just go off and go get on with doing yeah. the business. That's not the Literally. way life works. So you have to do something, you have to commit something for a long period of time, a, a, a particular path, yeah. don't you? And I would imagine with branding, if something is not, if something doesn't fit you, you might do it for five, 10, 15 times, but then 15 times down the road, you've then got to do a rebrand because yeah. it's like, oh, this feels uncomfortable. Well, and so. the real
1: you starts to kind of slip through, like you were saying, yeah. on the Instagram yeah, yeah, yeah. account. Exactly. And... Yeah. Um, and
2: I like how you were saying as well about the you know it's funny i'm coming on here because you're doing you know you're talking about branding and stuff this week and it's um it's funny i've not really spoken about fonts mm. or colors really so much um or like logos because you know when i was at this fashion company for 10 years i was the right-hand woman to the ceo so i designed the clothing collection with her mm-hmm. I designed the textile prints I did the photography I did the website design did all of these things but you know I had like a on the ground one-on-one lesson of what personal branding was I didn't even know what that meant until I probably left the company mm-hmm. um, it's only when you look back and you can connect the dots but you know I saw her selling the the products as a wholesale model when Mm -hmm. I first started the business so we sold to boutiques we sold to Harrods, Saks Fifth Avenue and things like this um and she was very much in the background no none of our audience our customers knew who she was and she's like really bright bubbly strong powerful woman Mm -hmm. and that's and sexy and that's what her clothes were like they were like fun sexy bold um once social media happened she was able to and and all of the people that that were came from these shops to buy the clothes from her the the buyers of Harrods and everything they got to meet her personally so they liked her and they bought the clothes um so when the the clients could actually see who she was through social Mm -hmm. she built up this audience of like loyal fans and a tribe because of her personality so Mm -hmm. I like had one-on-one training on what personal branding actually meant because she was the namesake of the label so that's like I think that really honed my intuition Mm -hmm. because I would know within seconds of designing something if she was going to like it or not Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's again my training when I work with other clients Mm -hmm. is that I just know intuitively what they're going to like or not but it's like a feeling Mm -hmm. so it's not about when I'm Talking about branding, and it's the copy and how you speak. Like you said, you know, it's like I'm not going to be if I think, oh, I want to get some corporate women that are coming out of corporate jobs. I need to speak corporate mm-hmm. like language and a bit more technical or like not as friendly and warm. Um, I just worked with a woman that had been in HSBC for 20 years, mm-hmm. and one of the things she said she liked about me was that I was more human because they're leaving that world because yeah. they don't like it, and you know. On the end of my emails, I say, like, big hugs, yeah. liz, kiss, yeah. kiss. You know, like, you just don't eat send emails like that normally. <laughs> or like, normally, um, and stuff like that. So she really liked that. And now if I had changed my branding, because I see that as branding, like how mm-hmm. you sign off an email, it's all mm-hmm. to do with who you are. Like, if I'd have done that in Miss Corporate, like, because I think she likes it, she probably, she doesn't like it. Yes. Yeah and me trying to fit what I think somebody else wants Mm -hmm. it's not me being true to myself me being true to myself is what she likes so yeah that that's what I would say so it is like it's not about the fonts that's like of course play a big part of it like don't use just computer fonts that are like you know miss corporate land because Mm -hmm. you think that that's what is needed um there again like don't just be like okay well I want to go like full-on like hippie (laughs) so I'm going to like have like really handwritten fonts when actually I am a bit corporate still so I just need to softly change a font Mm -hmm. so that it's not too um too flowery but not too stern yeah well
0: I think it's fascinating hearing you describe um like that journey because it's it's the because what, what the conversation we had about branding yesterday was about how it's an extension of the individual's values and what the company values are, and that's how the branding kind of translates into... And I think part of the problem with when you're starting out in business or if you have a small business, um, you take your cues from the big guys, right? Mm-hmm. So you do look at people like HSBC, or you might look at... We talked about Nike yesterday. We talked about... Um, some huge brands and you think well the problem is what underpins them is a very corporate feel yeah. even for the ones that aren't trying to be corporate there's still a huge corporate structure in it and you feel that it's very easy to think oh I should copy that and that's a <clears> mistake <in> <throat> right it's um, yeah, a small yeah. business and you as an individual operate very differently you can create success very differently to the big guys that's a whole different type of experience yeah. right.
1: And I think it's returning
0: think, to
2: that as well. I think, you know, you've picked up on, like, definitely HFBC corporate. I think Nike's not as corporate at all. But, like, I think, again, in, like, my workshop slides, because I've just given this all about, you know, branding, is, you know, my – it's funny, the people that I talk about, because obviously I'm talking about, like, the friendliest people and the people that have done it, you know – their personal brand and who they are is really reflected in their business so like Richard Branson yeah it's like an incredible yes, version him. of like his his personality so when I have my workshops in person I get the people in there to to pair up and and talk about um you know their businesses with each other so they've never met they'll talk about their businesses and what they do and then after that I say can you tell me can you give me like five words to describe that person from how they've spoken about their business? So you might say passionate, you might say funny, you might say calm and, you know, all of these things. So for instance, if I was delivering it, I'd probably try and say my business in a funny way or something. So they might use the word funny. So like, it's, you know, you've got like those sort of keywords when you think about them. So, when I think of Richard Branson, like those words are like humour, adventure, like does things differently, you know, eccentric a little bit, which I think he plays up to. Um, And then when you look at Virgin, it's very much like that. You know, you go into Virgin trains and the toilet has like, um, don't flush anything like blah, 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 your boyfriend's jumper or the goldfish, you know? with the wording, the, the colors, you know, like their adverts, it's all reflections of him. Yes. It's the same with Spanx, Sarah Blakely, who I love. Mm-hmm. She um, built this like multi-billion dollar business and she still keeps it like not super corporate. It is yeah. very fun and friendly and empowering women. And, mm-hmm. and then you have people like um, Gabby Bernstein, who's a spiritual teacher. She's, yeah she wears her billowy caftans and stuff but also when you see her speak on stage she's like in her like powerhouse shoes like denim jeans and like really strong like sort of 80s style Mm -hmm. big crisp shirts and stuff um and she's like a sassy new yorker which is her personality so it's like Mm -hmm. but she's talking about spiritual stuff and manifesting and angels and things like that so I think you can build these companies and really, like, stay true to yourself. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't need to be. But when you brought up Nike before, like, I love Nike. And um, they're... Have you read Shoe Dog? Yes, we yes.
0: Were, we were just talking... Uh, we did a thing on books a couple of days ago, and that's one of my favourite books, Shoe Dog.
2: Oh, uh, was, I was, like, gripped. And I, yeah. I read it, I was like, oh, no, he's got to write a second one. He's <laughs> yes. got to write, like... The Jordan years and everything, oh, it was
0: just... Because w- w- the way I uh, was talking about it a couple of days ago was it, it, the big takeaway for me in that book was you kind of felt like, oh, he's made it... Oh, no, 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 the problem the problems are now even bigger. Like, yep. they're even more insurmountable than the last one. And it's an yeah. incredible read. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Well,
2: so, such a great book, and I think I went down a bit of a night call after that. <laughs> there's, there's this incredible video um, of this guy and I can't remember he was some sort of YouTube like sensation of like directing videos and stuff and just doing things on the cuff and he's he'd been signed to do like three um, videos and he'd given like proposals for three of them and then like I think he did one I think he'd done the two that he'd said and then the third one where he'd like had this big budget and they'd had a plan and then he just went, I'm not gonna do this. And he just, he he took the budget, didn't tell anybody. And then he just, he traveled across the world and he bought like a ticket and just traveled to like hundreds of countries. And um, I might not be getting this a hundred percent correctly. Correct me if I'm wrong, you know, whoever does listen to this. And um, he goes around the world, filming it just with his mate, wearing wow. this like timepiece. And like, I think the slogan was like, live your life, live an adventure or something like that. And you just see him and it's like, he's like jumping off cliffs. He's like doing cartwheels in like like, the middle of a road in like Istanbul and then like, and then in the Sahara and they've clipped it together. So like he's mid cart, mid flip Mm -hmm. in like Istanbul and then like ends the flip in the Sahara desert or like when he's jumping off cliffs into like water and stuff and it's just really fun like I don't I don't think he got into too much trouble because like that's kind of so he just basically like
0: just ran cover. off with the
2: budget yeah he just basically yeah, right, he, just, off. he just blew the budget <laughs> and ran out and um but it was about like that ethos of Nike yeah,
1: yeah. and mm.
2: it is like it's like just doing just something do it. a bit well, different well, that's, that's
1: and, slogan, isn't it? like just, do, just it.
2: do it Yeah. yeah. <laughs> genius Fantastic. I love it yeah
1: so on your um on your blog I was looking at this morning um which which kind of leads on quite nicely from this it was picking a word for the year can be a game changer and I'm really intrigued as to what that word is now <laughs> I'm so
2: glad that you read that post <laughs> um, anyone listening on audio this is like me with my head in my hands <laughs> um, I'll tell you my year, for, my word for the year, last year, and then I'll tell you this one, so last year I used brave and it's because, I think, I don't know if I talked about this in the blog or not, but the year before it was brave and it was because I attended a workshop in January of that year and this woman made us um, read from um, a skill wheel what our skills were and we had to pick like three or something. I think mine was like humour, um, leadership, and I can't remember, I can't remember what the other one was. And um, as I'm looking around, she said, you know, and look at ones that you maybe have used a couple of times, but not that often. Um, so there was one that was bravery. And um, I remember thinking, you know, I've been really when I've been really brave in my life, like incredible things have happened. So when I've been in my job for 10 years, I didn't have any clients Didn't have my business set up, but I handed my noticing because I knew that I'd never do, you know, start this business if I didn't. And um, so she made us do that. And then she made us do a meditation, closed our eyes. And she said, okay, when you think of that word, now I want you to imagine that you're never, ever able to do that ever again. You you know, use that skill and I was crying I think a lot of people did and I thought if I could never be brave again like what would that look like you know and um so I sort of vowed to be more brave and I think within two months of doing that I'd have been in business for uh, like 18 months or something and I was like I'm just sort of going through the motions here like what does my life look like what do I want my life to look like And um, Do I even want to be in London? And I left London within a few months of that. And I just did lots of things to push myself out of my comfort zone. So I did use it. This year, my word was um, consistency. I think I've been consistently inconsistent. (laughs) Um, Really, really struggled with that one. So I do believe that everything that I have done this year is enabling me to be consistent next year <laughs> but I think that consistency is really important yeah. um it's what I do say to my clients I really struggle with it um but I think it is because I've not I've, there's been so much change going on for let's, me let's Say it's
1: not been that easy to be, to be consistent
2: yeah <laughs> and, and I don't feel like I've wanted to like be consistent in my post because don't feel like my branding's right yeah and I know that's probably that's just procrastination there 100% I'm sure but I do feel like when I'm more like in in aligned with my branding then I just know like at the moment I'm doing my rebrand this month Mm -hmm. so come January I'm just going to be like yeah Mm -hmm. ready but yeah I think it is good have a word that you do keep on coming back to. Like it worked for me when it was bravery. Yeah, I think that's a <laughs> cool, yeah. well, cool it was concept. perfectly yeah.
0: b- well. Bravery was perfectly timed coming into <laughs> this year as well, right? With yeah. everything been going on. And but you're right about consistency. It's something we've talked a lot about on the podcast. Uh, in that, that's that's I, well, I well, I think we both believe that that's the differentiator yeah between yeah. S- success and failure for most people. And. A lot of people yeah. fail to. They might make. Like a, they might make an awesome start, but um, they never go anywhere. It never gets anywhere. And yeah, um, yeah. And you have to. You have to just keep whatever it is you've got in mind. I mean, you mentioned earlier um, about the fact that you'd. Lost two stone. I mean, that's that's an enormous change in your Yeah,
2: I was consistent there, actually. That's yeah. true. And yeah. I just think of it as social posting when I think of consistency or like sending an email out. Yeah.
0: But you have yeah, levels of it levels. in you, right? Because that's a massive thing to achieve in your yeah. life, right? So.
2: Yeah, and I did it in two months. Wow. Mm. How I earth with the did you coach, do that? Actually. Um and It was more about like. You know I'm, i've been single for a while and i wanted to meet somebody i was like you know i knew that my friend sort of helped with that this coach and i was like you know what is that and it and it wasn't about meeting somebody or like the outer stuff it was about how i felt about myself and i think one of the things was like i just didn't she didn't feel good like I, I felt uncomfortable in my clothes i yeah. you know i probably wasn't eating correctly And I think it was more about, like, making me happier. And part of that was, you know, I'd always been like, I hate exercise and I hate it. And now, like, I run 5K two or three times a week. And I love it and I don't stop running. I just run for 30 minutes, 35 minutes straight. I'm like, who is this person?
0: (laughs) So what did you... Was it running that got you, that made that change for you in that two months? Because that's a lot of change in two months, right?
2: So... I think I was just ready, you know. It's like, I think when I found my mentor, cat through Jen, you know, there was something in the book and Jen says, you know, when the teacher's ready, the student uh, – when the student's ready, the teacher appears. Right, yeah. And I think what happened was, you know, randomly this woman – oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, Kate. So this woman, Rachel, Yeah. that helped me with, like, this weight loss stuff – um, and it's totally not what she does, really. But she helped me with it. She was working with Kat, who again my mentor, and she was at the Jensen Cherry lunch, and that's oh. when I met Rachel. Oh so we not we weren't really in touch like you and I yeah we're like sort of on the periphery and like we know each other and we'll chat and stuff but like we don't speak for a long time yeah so that was the same with Rachel and Rachel had just reached out to me and said hey Liz I just got felt like a call cool, like a, an intuitive hit to like reach out so we just got chatting and she was like you know like um I'm just starting to do coaching and stuff and I don't know I just felt like called to you know send you a message and I'm like well I'm actually getting business coaching already but if you wanted to help me you know the only thing is like I'd like to meet somebody and feel like I'm not really doing anything with that I'm just so focused on my business and she's like I can help you with that so because of her I, I was working with her and I was like you know I I just can't I just can't lose weight Rachel like it's just not in me I'm always
1: you know I'm like
2: So I'm always the small chubby friend and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I just won't lose it. And she's like, she's like, that's bullshit, (laughs) is what she said to me. She's like, just don't put the food in your mouth, Liz. and just run and stuff. And I was like, yeah, no, but it's it's harder for me, Rachel. And she was like, no, it's not. She's like, you just don't do it. And I think what happened is when we started working together, it was the first time ever, because I've been in London, always living with people and friends and stuff and it's what you do like I was living on my own in an Airbnb for these two months so I just didn't have any food I didn't have my friend's food or any food that wasn't on this this plan and this plan was like just clean eating all I ate was vegetables chicken and salmon Mm -hmm. and porridge and that was it Mm -hmm. nothing else didn't deviate um and didn't eat big portions of it but like it was really nutritious and I ran every day I did couch to 5k it'd taken me a year to do couch to 5k and I started it from the first week and I completed it in like seven weeks
0: awesome
2: right yeah and it was just yeah and I was consistent yeah well done brilliant
1: (laughs) and you've found it easy to kind of keep it off as well I loved it yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: I've loved it it's been great and I've easy to keep it off um just keep on going back to that but it is I just can't believe how much I enjoy running now yeah. it's like it's like in a, a fix of if I'm you know I sometimes I still speak with Rachel weekly and I'll say to her I'm not feeling that great you know I'm just feeling really anxious and stressed and she's like okay have you been sleeping much and I'm like no she's like what have you been eating and I'm like oh, junk food <laughs> If you can exercise, I'm like, no. Yeah. And it's really exercise is so important to your mental health. I didn't
1: quite
0: a hundred percent realise.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's the I think a lot of problems that most of us face is down to poor diet, and lack of exercise. I think Mm. there's a way of resetting that happens when you exercise. And it's it's so important. Yeah. It's kept our sanity this year, hasn't it? Having a routine. And having and making it a routine, that it makes it yeah. a lot easier. When you've got to reinvent the wheel every day or every week, that's when it all falls apart. But when you know that okay, yeah. today's the day I've got to do this. Yeah. And,
1: yeah. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Even just a walk. I mean, I've, yeah. I've not been able to run recently because I've hurt my knee, and I I was feeling anxious the other day, and I just went out for a walk, didn't yeah. I? And I came back feeling completely different person yeah
2: it's <laughs> yes. so beautiful isn't it yeah. like yeah, just a bit of being out of nature
1: yeah and, and mm. the quiet as well if you live out in the sticks like we both do it's uh yeah just the quiet being out yeah. in the quiet and away from devices and stuff is is lovely yeah. but I've got um one final question um so 2020 has been has been what it has been for mm. everyone you know it's an upside down in yeah. front <laughs> year uh how are you approaching 2021 how are you kind of what mindset have you got going into twenty twenty one? How are you approaching the new?
2: Oh, like so much excitement! I can't mm-hmm. wait. Um, I think a lot of this podcast have been talking about my rebrand, yeah. um, which just feels huge to me. Like it's like it's me wanting to work with different sort of clients that are maybe a bit further along in their business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm moving house at the moment, which I spoke to you about before like the podcast that we started chatting so yeah I'm moving house and it's the first time since being in London really that I'm going to be living on my own and so I've got myself a really cute little two-bedroom cottage that overlooks the Cotswold Hills so from where my desk is um, I overlook the the Cotswold Hills and the the sunsets like from my office window and I've made the master bedroom that's huge into my office and the little smaller office room into my bedroom Mm -hmm. so that it's more like a little cocoon and then I've got like this bigger office which I'm going to make feel like a really beautiful space um so I'm really excited about starting the new year in that in in this lovely new home and then with my new online home of like I'm gonna I think I'm even gonna sort of switch my template and everything around on my branding So it just feels like I've got all of these things in place. Like I'll be starting the new year with like knowing that when I'm posting consistently on social and my emails and stuff like that, that it just feels really aligned and in tune and stuff. So I'm really looking forward to that.
1: I really like the words you just used, actually, online home. I've never thought of it like that, but that's Mm. that's so true that you're... Your website and all your social is is your home. Russell Brunson refers to it as that as well, actually. But Mm. I think that's really cool Yeah, to to think of it. Because you you do keep your home nice, don't you? And you make sure things are tidy and and you try to make it a nice space to be. So why not do that with your online stuff? Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And I think so many people in 2020 have gone online Mm. that have had to that haven't been there on for and it, it makes it even more competitive for everybody yeah. so you've got to make sure that it reflects you and when you do go into your own your home you really when you own somebody's home you you see their personality mm. and what makes it cozy and friendly and warm um that's what your online world should look like
1: yeah you yeah, know so true. yeah I've never and
2: what by it. the way i'd love to know what are you guys doing for 2021 how are you going into the we're
0: actually so we have we're the same as you we're very excited about next year because we for the photo booth hire business for our franchisees everything's been squashed down for 2020 so and we we very uh, excited about the fact that there's a spring back that's going to happen next year where that's concerned say it
1: yeah say it's our our new business i'm not sure I, i told you about this or not but um where we're doing video cards uh, for people in the personal space. So, um, you know, for relatives, for birthdays, for graduations, whatever it is, you can send video group greetings, so you get all your friends and family to leave a, a group greeting on a physical card. Yeah. Um and in the business space with that it's all about user generated content and testimonials. So people trying to to do more video in their business, which some people find a challenge, yeah. we've made it really easy for people yeah. to do that. So that's so it's that. awesome for that. And, and it's, nice the, it's nice to go
0: into then it's nice to go into twenty twenty one with the goodwill behind both of those companies. Yes.
1: And then, yeah, and then there's the podcast so we're amazing <laughs> so, yeah. that think, sounds so great i love the
2: idea of the um lots of people like giving uh you greeting. know like greetings yeah. and, like for a graduation yeah, yeah. that's so nice and yeah. that, like, you're gonna put that on a card
1: yeah so it's a, it's a physical um have we got oh. one somewhere yeah it's a physical card so you open it up and it's got a tv screen it and then it plays nice. all the video messages from people so <laughs> we call it like uh, it's it's in the hallway actually. Lee. Sorry, if he's just it. gone to get it. We call it um, Dropbox meets Hallmark.
2: <laughs> so That's incredible.
1: But uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, it, it came about in lockdown because our son had his birthday and was really fed up that he couldn't see anyone or do anything. So we got people to send video messages.
0: So you open when you open it up, there's a, the video automatically starts playing and there's a play pause the whole thing. Yeah. So, and this this one's we keep using as a demo, needs to we need to charge it. But um this one in fact was used for a lady's 90th birthday. Yeah. She couldn't see anybody. So 46 family members all did videos on their phones, used the say it service. We then transferred oh my gosh. all of that footage onto the card for her and sent her the card. So yeah. and because it's there's no technical know-how. You just literally open and it, it plays and you just press play and pause. That's it.
2: It's so, my grand's 90th <laughs> in like three weeks. Okay, guys, once this is over, we need to talk. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I think just like with you and your your business and doing the branding, when you feel, I think the reason why you have, that like, we have a connection and when you meet other business owners and you have a connection with them there's this, uh, there's this common sense of giving value mm. and creating mm. good, right? And and that's mm. definitely it's what we feel about the podcast. It's what we feel about the Smiley Booth business. It's what we feel about saying. And it's clearly what you feel about your business, the passion yeah. you've got. Mm-hmm. You generally feel that the, the, the money aspect of business is just the one of the outcomes. Yeah. But it's mm. not the driver, right? The, the sense of mm. adding value and creating good is what's really important. That's what drives, I think, all yeah. of us, right? Yeah.
1: Well, conversely, the, the more, or by coincidence, the more value you create for someone, the more money you get anyway. Yeah, yeah, the more people's lives <laughs> so, you can touch. Yeah, yeah. the more, more you can charge and change. So, yeah. so yeah. this has been really fun. I'm really glad that you, you could come on this and talk about branding. And I'm excited for your, your new life in the the worlds and your branding and everything. It's uh, you. Yeah, we'll be you. watching
0: with interest, definitely. And thank you for being our first ever guest. no, yes. yeah, uh,
2: Thank you for having me. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> we